Welcome to the Love and the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rousinger, and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. Whatever you're fighting for, part of why we are doing this podcast is that we want to encourage you today to fight for love. I know personally that throughout my life, I've enjoyed fighting for love, but it's been tough some days, but then other days, it's been easy, amazing, incredible. But no matter how good or bad it's been, it's been worth it. It always is. Again, we want to thank you for being here with us today. We're going to be focusing on relationships often in this podcast, but we're going to be taking different roads as to how to get there. But we're certainly going to be talking about love. I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Dawn Rosinger. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages. Welcome to our Love in the Fight podcast. We're excited to have each and every one of you with us today. Don, we get to talk about one of my favorite subjects. Absolutely. We get to talk about food today. <laughs> Why is food so cool? I know. I, honestly, food is just so good, isn't it, Travis? I love food. So let's. Talk, what are some of your favorite things to eat? My favorite yeah. things to eat? Um, Oreo cookies. French toast. Man, next to In-N-Out Burger, let me think. Um, probably I love going to Mexican restaurants. Mm. Those are some of my favorite. And the list goes licorice. Love Absolutely. licorice, yep. candy, that kind of stuff. Yep. I'm definitely a candy fiend, aren't I? I definitely always have candy available. We have a candy cover. But one of my weaknesses, I love pastries. I love fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Mm. Um, something I've been making a lot lately. I've been actually adding some butterscotch chips to my chocolate chip cookies and oh, <laughs> love them. And also fries, any type of French fry, waffle fry, tater tot, curly fry, any potato that's fried is absolutely amazing. <laughs> my favorite things to eat. They are so good. Aren't love, they? Dipping fries them. in like a frosty malt, you know, or whatever from Wendy's yep. or malts, I should say. So, so good. And I know one of your favorite, obviously, ice cream. Like, yes. you love ice cream. Culver's. Love, We've been a fan of Culver's lately. Ice cream. They're, they're custard. But we, so, so we good. love food, but honestly, if we think about it, food doesn't really like us. It doesn't. Does it? Why? Because, we, why is that? It attaches itself to us, to our stomachs, to our thighs, to our chins. And Don, you're talking about you and I personally. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't love other people, yes. but it definitely doesn't no, love us. No, not at all. Yeah, when we want to, when we're done, we want to let go of it. It doesn't necessarily want to let go of us. It attaches itself to us. Because why? Because we're just not naturally, unfortunately, we're not naturally thin people. We're not those people that can just eat whatever we want, whenever we want. And not work out and be thin. That's yeah. just not what our body chemistry is. And absolutely. I think what you're getting at, Don, is you and I, when we first got married, we gained weight. Yes. We ate a lot together. We celebrated yeah. our love for food together. That was our dating life. We ate out a lot. Constantly. And and so that food just stuck to our bodies, didn't want to let go yep. in a very mean, awful way. Yes. And we grew. We grew in size. And we kind of stayed that way for about 10 years, yes. didn't we? Yep, and exactly. And then what happened? Well, one day I woke up and we were living in, in a kind of a warm climate and I just remember being uh, just looking in the mirror and being kind of discouraged because 
I wanted to wear shorts and I just didn't feel super comfortable in shorts. I just didn't like the way that I looked in shorts. And it was that day. I remember they're standing in the mirror in my shorts and it was almost a hundred degrees outside. And I was like, I didn't want to put jeans on again. It was just too hot. And I decided, I made a decision. You know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to try something. I'm tired of this weight just kind of making me feel discouraged. I honestly didn't know much about how to lose weight, but I decided, you know, I got to try something. So I decided I better just start tracking what am I eating like. So I literally got out a notebook and a pen and I started writing down every single thing that I was eating down to even just a piece of candy that I was sucking on. And I quickly realized my serving sizes and what I was eating, I was taking in a lot of calories. And although we were still pretty active at that point, I was taking, I was consuming way more than I should have been. So I decided, you know what? I just came up with a number, a caloric number that I wasn't going to go past. And I decided I'm going to stick to it. And I was super determined to stick to that because I wanted to, to just feel better. It was more of a personal goal. And so I remember I just stuck to that, that goal. And the first week, I think I lost three pounds. And I was like, no way. I can't believe it. And the second week, I think I lost another three or four pounds. I was like up to seven or eight pounds at that two week goal. And I was so excited that something was working. Yeah, and honestly, for some of you that are listening, you're thinking this is a weight loss podcast. It's not. No, it's actually not about our marriage. Yeah. This was a pivotal point in our marriage. Yeah. But what happened is after two weeks of Don being super like diligent and and determined and keeping track, and I started to watch the weight fall off of her, I suddenly woke up and realized I didn't want to get left behind. I wanted to be a part of what she was doing, and that was succeeding and I, I just knew that I needed to lose weight. I was nearly 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. Mm-hmm. And yep, so I so began I, yep. to work really, really hard at it. And I remember, I think six to nine months later, I believe, is when we, we hit our goals and I had lost 50 pounds. And I just remember just feeling so good on the inside. And I knew at that point, again, I just, this is how I wanted to live the rest of my life where I just felt better about the, what I saw when I looked in the mirror. But I know it's funny, we were talking about marriage and this is perfect when it comes to marriage because we have this saying, when you work on you, you work on two. And you're probably like, what does this have to do with the story? Honestly, when you work on you, you work on two. I began to work on myself. I began to decide, you know what, I was going to... Um, choose to to make a difference in in my life and my decisions my eating habits everything affected travis again when you work on you you work on two and that's the same thing with marriage yeah absolutely and and what happened was is as you know don we just began to move through this together now what you didn't mention and i'll just throw myself (laughs) under the bus is i had a dr pepper addiction yes and you used to go grocery shopping sometimes while i was at work because you were a stay-at-home mom and you would have one grocery cart filled with food because we love food but another grocery cart literally for like eight or ten two liters and it would drive you crazy it was not how much poppy drank it was awful but once we got going and we started to lose weight of course course I didn't want to drink that Dr. Pepper because it was just drinking liquid calories. Uh, but but also we started to work out together yes, and that was yep. a bonding time for us. It was. Absolutely. And I remember, you know, I, I just said, hey, let's just run a mile mm-hmm. and and tell them how you felt about that. Just even running to begin with. Um, honestly, I couldn't stand running. I grew up an athlete. And so the thought about running 
um, just because without chasing a ball didn't make any sense. I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. And our first time out running, I remember we went like a quarter to a half a mile and I was like, this is so dumb. And I was so <laughs> angry. I was so frustrated. I'm like, why are we doing this? There's no point to this. But we kind of had a two, I think just even a two mile goal that day is like, yeah. let's just see if we can go two miles. And eventually day after day after day after day, the more that we did it, the more that I actually fell in love with it. And it kind of became a way that we could spend time together every single day, but then also just work on our, our health. Yeah. And so that was about 17, 18 years yep. ago. We've kept that 45, 50 pounds off yep. and we feel great. And and it did some things for our marriage. It really added a lot of energy. It, it sparked romance. It, did. Uh, it gave us a, a fierce determination too, as a couple that we could accomplish just about anything together. But I think the really Absolutely. big point of us wanting to share this in our podcast yeah. with you guys is just wanting to make sure that you understand this concept. When you work on you, you work yeah. on two. And part of that comes from, you know, the Bible says in Genesis chapter two, when God created Adam and then he made Eve out of Adam and they became husband and wife, it says that the two will become one yes, flesh. One flesh and, yeah. and so literally when you work on you, you begin to change the chemistry of your marriage. Yep, I know it's funny. Even when we started uh, to lose weight, I couldn't force you, Travis, to to lose weight. I couldn't force you to eat better. I couldn't force you to work out. You had to choose for yeah. yourself what you wanted to do, and if you wanted to, to be a part of it, um, I couldn't force it. And that's one thing that we've realized in marriages. We one thing that we can't do is we can't change our spouses. The only person that we can change is ourselves. And again, so if you when you work on you, you work on two because honestly, we just can't change our spouse, but we can change our ourselves, which will affect our marriage tremendously. Absolutely. And in reality, it's really kind of fun to work on yourself. And the mm -hmm. reason why is because I mean, each and every person that is on this earth, God has created them to be special and unique. And yeah. so when you work on yourself, you actually become a better version of you. Yeah. And it, it, again, again, it just changes the chemistry of your marriage. But even even just as important, you begin to like you more yeah. uh, because you're that better version of yourself. And there are ways like for us, it was physically, mm -hmm. of course, uh, wanting to, you know, work on each other. And because you worked on you, Don, yeah. it pulled me into it. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to get left yeah. behind. And then I started, stopped drinking Dr. Pepper and started eating better. Yeah. But also even in the areas of attitudes, mm, if yeah. I change my attitude in a kind of a cyclical way, if I'm more gentler and kinder and yeah. friendlier to you, then what does that do? It it makes you want to respond differently. Absolutely, completely. And even honestly, spiritually, um, when I see, and I know when we were first married, you were, you were very disciplined in reading your Bible in the morning and praying. Um, and you challenged me in that area in a good way. I saw you. You never expected me to, to do that, but it's something that I saw every day. And I could see how your attitude, you were becoming more Christ-like. And literally, I because of what I saw in you, I changed and my discipline habits became different. And I realized the importance of staying in God's word and, and praying every single day. Again, you can't change your spouse. And I, um, growing up in my home, I just remember I could just picture my parents. They would always pick out the bad parts of each other. They would blame each other for things, kind of like the blame game. They would say, well, they would always see all the bad parts of each other, but 
as a, as a child in their, in the same house, I'm like, wait, but I could see the full picture. I could see what my mom was doing and what yeah. my dad was doing and how it affected each other. And I'm like, they both really just needed to work on themselves in order to work on their marriage. And to me, it was just black and white. I could see it plain yeah. as day as a child. But I feel like sometimes in marriages now, even sometimes in our in our in our own lives, it's easy to just want to blame you. I want to look at you and say, "Oh, you did this to me," or "You do this," or "Why are you bothering me?" But really, I just need to step back and I need to look at into my own heart and into my own life and see what needs to change about myself. Yeah, yeah isn't that interesting? Like we can even look at our parents and we can go, "Wow, that's what was wrong with them." Yeah. But it's hard to see that in our own yeah. selves or even in our own marriage, Absolutely. and we're no different than your mom and dad or my mom and dad, like we have to stop and, and we really got to examine our own hearts yes, exactly. and, and we love coming back to the Bible, right Absolutely, Don? Yep. Like the key, Bible yep. is the ultimate marriage manual. If you want to see change in yourself, if you want to see change in your marriage, go back to the Bible it, yep. and read it from a per- relationship perspective. What is the Bible? What is this passage of scripture saying to me and how I should be acting in relationships yeah. or for my marriage. Absolutely. And I, again, like we just love the Bible. We use it just, it's our marriage tool. But in Psalms 139, verses 23 to 24, it says this. It says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I love this scripture. Honestly, when you think of when you work on you, you work on too. This scripture says, search me, God. It doesn't say, oh, search my husband's heart. It doesn't say, um, search anyone else's heart. It says, search me, God, and mm. know my heart. Right there, it's taking responsibility. We need to take responsibility for our heart, for our actions, for our thoughts. Yeah, and I love what it says. See if there is any offensive way in me. Mm. And so often, Don, when you and I get into conflict, and we do, right? You and yeah. I, we have arguments or we have conflict. Sometimes it's it, it's a tough argument uh, yeah. at times because we're human and we yeah. make those mistakes. We get selfish or we make demands. Yeah. But in reality, when I stop and I read this passage, see if there's any offensive way yeah. in me. Are there big offensive things that I am doing to you to offend you, Don, or to harm our marriage? Or there even little things. It's so important to pay attention to even the little things that cause frustration. It's kind of like that little rock in your shoe. Go for a five-mile run. You and I have done that. And you get this little rock and you you just can't make any um, progress. You just got to stop and pull that rock out. And so the big things, the little things. But look how it, it ends here. It says, lead me in the way everlasting. When we think of that in relationships, what is that? What does that uh, mean? Well, it means, hey, God, search me and help me to live like Jesus yep. in yep. my relationships, yep. uh, especially Absolutely. in my marriage uh, relationship. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe. We would also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com.
I know when we stand before God one day, I mean, we all will die and we're going to stand before God one day and it's not going to be you and me and God. It's going to be me standing before God. And I, I need to remember that. I can't say, hey, you know what? Um, I'm just frustrated and God like, you know, he did this to me. He did that to me. You know, I'm, I'm responsible for my own actions. At the end of the day, I need to take personal responsibility for the way that I treat you, for the way that I respond, for how, what I'm putting into this marriage. Yeah, absolutely. And, and whatever that looks like here on this earth in our marriage, you know, maybe it's, it's anger. Maybe it's spending in the moment and causing, you know, major financial issues with our, with our marriage. Uh, it could be a lot of different things. Maybe it's communication, just letting words fly or whatever. Well, Don, no matter what you do to me, uh, at the end of the day, and I love that you've always yeah. said this. You're the one in our marriage. You've always mentioned this, and I, I love it. Travis is going to have, I'm going to have to stand before God one day yep. and answer for how I uh, how I treated you or how I responded to you, yeah. even if you were angry or even if you've done things to me that maybe I have the right to get angry back. But the reality is, no, no, I, I need to say, God, search me, yeah, not exactly. search Don, not search what my spouse is doing uh, wrong. And, and it's I just, think that's so important. It's just taking the time to stop every day and uh, having an honest evaluation of, of me personally, of my of, of what our part in our marriage and, and just asking yourself what needs to change in me. I love what Andy Stanley says. I know you you quote this quite a bit. Oh man, Andy Stanley's so good. I mean, just yeah. all of his stuff, but this specifically is so good. He says, stop trying to change your spouse and start becoming the kind of spouse you want to be married to. Oh, and every so time good. I hear that, yeah, yeah so I get convicted. I'm like, okay, who do I want to be married yeah. to? I want to be married to an angel. I want to be married to somebody who, who is constantly being polite and friendly and goes out of their way to give me gifts or to do nice things for me. Well, that's the kind of person that I need to be to you, yeah, Don. absolutely. And I know I think what kind of spouse do I want to be married to? Um, or, you know, I, I want to be married to someone who's kind and loving and generous, not selfish, who is very humble and is a servant. If that's the kind of spouse that I want to be married to, then that's what I have to do. I have to be kind. I have to be loving. I have to watch my words. On those days that I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated, you know what? I need to hold my words. I don't need to, to be angry. I, I need to serve you in a, in a good way. Like, um, I'm not talking, I'm just talking about like in the morning, getting up and giving you, bringing you a cup of coffee and just saying good morning. Like little things like that. Not be selfish and humble. Absolutely. And what we're talking about is when you work on you, you work, you work on, on too. Yep. And so when I say, God, search my heart, or when I think of the kind of spouse that I want to be married to, boy, when I do those things, it begins to change the chemistry in my marriage. Why? Yeah. Because God said in Genesis 2 that the two will become one yeah. flesh. Absolutely. And as I change my attitude, as I change my my own spiritual heart mm, or yeah. my physical well-being, it has this huge impact on our marriage yeah. together. And again, it? I think it's just so key to remember we can't change anyone but ourselves. You guys, we can't change our spouse. I wish I had a remote control and I could, you know, control your every move, but I can't. Yeah. I can't. And I love that you're so different than me. Like, yeah. I feel like that's why we're so compatible. But I need to remember the only one that I can change is me. I need to take personal responsibility for me. And that's a huge conviction in my heart. I need to look at my heart every single day. Again, search my heart, oh God. So, you know, in conclusion, just kind of thinking of, 
some real practical ways that each and every person, that every couple can, just some steps that you can take. They're very simple, but they're also monumental in what they can achieve for you individually, but as a couple as well. And that would be, first of all, just start off with evaluating yourself honestly. Absolutely, yep. And just looking into your own soul and identifying those growth areas. Hey, where do I need to grow? And then the next step is just as equally important, and that's stopping and talking to God, you know, praying. It's not anything fancy or, you know, difficult. It's just really saying, God, here's one of my areas that I need to grow in. Mm, And God, I want to ask you for your strength. And the Bible says that that God's uh, strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. Yeah, so you that. admitting yep. that you're weak or uh, identifying those those growth areas, wow, that's just a, a great way to not only change your marriage, but to get God involved in a very quick uh, avenue. Yeah, and obviously, lastly, the you know, which is probably the most important, is choose to change. You have to choose to change. Knowledge without action is completely useless. You can have all this knowledge. God absolutely. can reveal things to you in your heart. But if you do nothing with it, then it's just absolutely pointless. It's useless. So do what it takes to change. So for some of us, it might be literally, maybe we just need to hold our tongue. Maybe sarcasm is a part of our marriage and um, it shouldn't be there. Maybe we just need to hold our tongue. Maybe we need to become a better listener. Or maybe, you know what, I need to be or you need to be the one to rush to the coffee maker in the morning and bring that hot cup of coffee to your spouse. What is it yeah. that you know needs to change and then actually just do it? Yeah, and maybe instead of getting angry, um, choosing to have a, a nice, gentle reply yeah. and walking away and cooling down a little bit. Yeah. But like you said, Don, walking it out. Why? Because yes. we're talking about when you work on you, you work on too. When yes. you change you and allow God, invite God to help change you, it literally changes the chemistry yep. of your marriage yep. because the two become one flesh. And it's such a powerful thing. And it works just like it you does. dragged yep. me into losing weight, <laughs> but you never had to say a thing. Yep. You didn't have to prod me, but I, I just didn't want to get left behind. As you changed yourself, wow, it began yep. to change me. Yep. And so I, I think really our heart uh, as a as a couple is that we just we love marriage and yes. we love yep. other couples fighting for their marriages. And so we want to we want to encourage you that wherever you're at right now, if things are difficult, first of all remember that God is on your side. Yes. You can get through this. Yep. Your marriage can and will get stronger. So don't Absolutely. give up. Yep. Keep loving the fight. You guys got this. We believe in you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight podcast. We really enjoyed having a chance to talk through the concept. When you work on you, you work on too. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. If this podcast has encouraged you in any way, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed. And please click like and leave a review. We'll see you next time.